I'm Sir Flobojan Thunderhammer. And I'm Teflon Frosthammer. And I'm Cabbage Tidehammer. And none of those dildos are going to be here. Hi, this is Barony Vidalia. This is uh, Lord Quan Quarrel. And this is WAP. That's Women, Ampguard, and People. If Ampguard knighthood means anything, you can't knife a motherfucker and keep it. And the thing that people need to understand essentially about arts and sciences events is that your scores don't matter. Do you want a black phoenix or a white phoenix? Jeez, language, man. We're yeah, on right. a freaking podcast, for fuck's sake. Mind-blowing experience, right? Tonight we have with us Admiral Anne Cash from the Kingdom of Nine Blades. She's known for her foundational work with the Kingdom status, um, her great performance art, and uh, hosting a plethora of educational classes. Say hi, Admiral. Hi, Admiral. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's great to have you on. Uh, so we open up the same way with all of our guests, and that is to uh, have you tell us how you got into Ampedguard. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, was it 15 years ago now at this point? Um, I was in university, and I was, uh, I was in a band. I was a first chair bass clarinet, and the sheriff of my park was last chair... Uh, third clarinet which put us right next to each other and in between a random song we just started talking and uh he knew that i was a fencer and uh very much into theater and all of that and uh basically he told me that uh there was something i really needed to try uh and to show up at this random place on campus at midnight on thursday at midnight uh, midnight midnight (laughs) Our, our park fielded at midnight on Thursdays. Uh, so super sketchy. It sounded really concerning. And for some reason, I showed up. <laughs> uh, at that point, um, I, I ended up seeing somebody from my high school from a whole bunch of years previous. And uh, we had nicknames for each other because we were in a show. And uh, I just walked on to field and, and she was like Horatio. And I was like, Archie. And we hugged. And I've been here ever since. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so what was it? <laughs> I'm still caught on the midnight thing. What was it like yeah. um, meeting at midnight? What, what did you guys do? Oh, my gosh. It was so it was so amazing. Um, so uh, the university I went to uh, basically looked like Hogwarts uh, and it had really good lighting. So uh, it was actually uh, pretty, pretty easy to, to feel that. And um, there's other locations that that we would do quests and things like that um we just have we'd have full reign of the campus uh at that time at night and um it became like this sort of myth uh that there were people hitting each other's in costumes <laughs> at night and uh that's how a lot of our recruitment went with just like is this really true is this a thing there's no way that's actually real and people would sneak out of their dorms at midnight to see and and there we'd be being <laughs> absolute ridiculous nerds and uh yeah that's how we ended up getting a lot of our our, our uh recruitment and then retention that's fantastic it's like the the fish flies at night you're you're a secret society meeting to whack each other it's fine that's really cool actually it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so, I can, well, I, I, I haven't played Amphgard at midnight aside from Midnight Ironmans, but what I'm imagining is like, did you go into the buildings to do questing or was it only outside? 
Because when I... Oh, no, we were were just outside. Okay. When I went to college, we also had free reign of, like, the buildings. I mean, I guess being an art major, you would go in all parts of night. Now I'm shocked because my college experience was not like that. At about 8 o'clock, the doors locked and you were only allowed in the buildings if if your ID registered as somebody who was allowed to be in that building after hours. No, the oh. <laughs> the art buildings were totally unlocked and just like random people could walk into them at all hours of the night. So, yeah, the only- yeah that's how the music building was for me because I was a music major. And uh, yeah, we, we could just go any room we wanted to at any time because we'd be rehearsing at all sorts of <laughs> yeah, crazy yeah. hours. I don't know that I've heard of um, I played clarinet. Is that right? As an uh, reason to play amp guard before like <laughs> that's how you got in right yeah the bass clarinet was just like <laughs> you know the step removed just like even more ridiculous but yeah who knew that band. like almost as big as i am yeah band band is why you got into band. amp guard this one time at amp guard <laughs> no <laughs> those movies are bad and wrong you don't put valve oil on a woodwind and they piss me off every time so you oh, mentioned gosh fencing tell us more about that oh gosh um so uh i i live in canada now uh but i am originally from the states mm-hmm. um and uh at the time i was i was actually in olympic training for for fencing um i was uh i was sixth in the country for women's foil Holy oh wow shit, that's badass like, yeah <laughs> i i fought a little bit of epi in college and i was shit <laughs> like absolute garbage but it was so fun That's- yeah i fenced all three um but uh the farthest i got was in foil uh and then i was i was switching to saber and um God. essentially i was i was in a car crash and uh at that point i was uh unable to continue oh wow that sucks yeah <laughs> but amp guard but, but amp guard <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, did your your fencing experience does it help you with amp guard fighting at all um yes and no <laughs> <laughs> um like uh it's it's very physically different in in terms of um like weight and uh, i'm gonna say aerodynamics yeah um yeah. like your grip right um because mm-hmm. in like especially for for something like foil uh you have something called like a pistol grip Mm-hmm. Uh, you hold it like you would hold a pistol, yep. um, and it's very small and it fits in the palm of your hand. Uh, and you control basically the entire blade with uh, just these couple of fingers, and you have full control. Um, amp guard feels like you're whacking people with a giant bat in comparison. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, um, for sure. Like, it's like, so it's it's uh, it's not quite the same sort of uh, physical mechanics, uh, muscle memories wise, and and whatnot. Yeah, in grip and such, uh, and then when it comes to like footwork, uh, if if I'm looking to just uh, just lunge at a guy and just stab him in the chest, then yeah, it comes in super handy. Um, <laughs> but sideways motion doesn't work uh, terribly well for for that sort of thing uh, because we yeah right, yeah fencing is a straight line. You just you're moving forward and you're backwards, and mm-hmm. uh, you're only fight one percent at a time, mm-hmm. and you're never getting attacked from the sides, right? Yeah. Uh, so that is super, super different for amp guard. Um, so in, in those things, not the greatest help. Um, but if I'm if I'm doing like a tournament and I'm fighting one person and uh, and I'm you know controlling the 
the line in the distance. Um, I can I will usually go into my my fencing stance, uh, go into an on guard position, and you know uh, advance or retreat at them, and and I will absolutely lunge. <laughs> that is the thing. I do lunge a lot. I'm uh, I'm a very short individual. I'm five foot two and a half. You can tell I'm short because I say and a half like it matters. Um, <laughs> that's that's me too. So, so a lot of times for me to be able to hit somebody, I do have to actually lunge to to close that distance. And uh, they're usually not expecting uh, a very sudden, fast close of distance. So that is usually to my benefit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to tangent for a second. Quan, how tall are you? I am five, three and five eighths. <laughs> it's very important. Okay. So Cause five, five, two and a half. Five three yep. and five eighths. I am one eighth inch taller than my middle sister, so I need that eighth inch. Fantastic. I'm like five eleven. <laughs> <laughs> I uh I, I slouch actually because <laughs> um You're trying to mirror me. Yeah, I was walking through a crowd and Lexi was like, I didn't realize how tall Vidalia was until I saw her in a crowd and she was just like a head above everyone else. <laughs> Short people. <laughs> it's fine. Okay, so... Well, I wear all the hats with the big plumes. Mm, <laughs> that, makes that makes sense. That makes sense. Do you wear heels at all? I mean, not for fighting, obviously, but... Um, I... I wear boots, and the boot has probably a two-inch heel. Mm-hmm. It's like somewhere around there, one one and a half to two inches. But yeah, and I I do absolutely find those. Uh, I have fought in heels before, actually. Um, there's there is a a random um video somewhere on YouTube of uh, a monkey knife fight. Um, and I'm wearing like boots with like like four-inch heels, and uh, I want it. <laughs> See, I don't know that I can fathom having that power. Like, I need just to go back and explain what a monkey knife fight is. <laughs> oh, God. I need an explanation because that's oh, too okay. interesting oh. of a name. <laughs> so it's um, it's a really ridiculous thing where um, there's two fighters. Uh, they both have daggers, and uh, then they have something like a scarf or a rope that they hold onto, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a lot of just uh. Pulling and and uh, trying to get them to come to you so you can hit them. It's a lot of trying to stay away and control their movement while you're both holding on to this this rope or scarf or something. We have yeah, to bring this to uh, Hunter's Edge. Yeah, we have to do it now. Yep. Nonsense. It's absolute nonsense. Um, yeah. Just nonsense. <laughs> that sounds like the wacky tournament thing that we were talking about with Sethriel. Mm-hmm. We could definitely have monkey knife fighting. Yes, I need that to be turned. I gotta style. say, uh, blind monkey knife fighting is even worse because uh, it's that, but blindfolded. How? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sounds like yep. bloody nose central. Oh, it was a terrible idea. Uh, I do not know who created this, and I don't know why we did it, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it was... Terrible and amusing. That sounds like a great way to get punched in the face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've never actually seen someone get punched in the face, which is the weird thing you you would think. Um, that... I, I should preface this was also like ten years ago, uh, where mm. we did all sorts of nonsense uh, that I, I think we've at least uh, wised up on in some places. I'd say <laughs> at least uh, in some regards of as of, of Vampire, we've 
we've improved our uh, sense of of safety in our game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope. <laughs> so I haven't seen that. Uh, I haven't seen that done in in about ten years. <laughs> so time to bring it back. As someone who yep. can't even <laughs> walk in heels, how do you fight in them? You got to stay on your toes. Oh gosh. <laughs> uh, yeah. You 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 literally just stays on on the balls of your feet essentially. Yeah. Um, like for, for me, right, from coming from a fencing background, um, it's like when you're retreating, um, your heel on the front does touch the ground. Basically, you're, mm-hmm. you're pretty much just going off the ball of your foot. Um, when you're when you're going and attacking, however, that's when you're doing like a roll. Um, but otherwise, your back foot is also on the ball of the foot. Uh, you okay. never are flat footed completely because it gives you um, a lot more spring mm-hmm. and you're able to move a lot quicker. Uh, so it's it's actually really important that you don't go down on your heels uh, when you're fighting like that. So yeah, yeah, you just uh, you just roll up. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of how I fight in general because I walked on my toes for years and years and years, and then I also did taekwondo. The reason that I don't still walk on my toes is because marching band um, that really forced the toe walking out of me. Um, but I, I also, also experienced marching band. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, but that means that I was great at backwards marching. Um, because you have to be on your toes to march backwards. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Another thing, I I ended up uh, becoming the drum major, uh, so oh I God, had to wear terrifying. heels and I had to march backwards. Yep. So, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that probably is, is where I started uh, to learn how to to do that. Yep. Mm-hmm. So you've mentioned band. playing bass clarinet and now marching band, and I've I just went to your performance uh, panel. Uh, do you think all of those things tie together? How did you get into performance and how does that um, affect you in Amped Guard? Um, I got into performance. Um, basically, I, I was, I want to say fifth grade. Uh, I saw Phantom of the Opera and um, I don't know. I was, I was just like amazed by just the sort of spectacle of it. And just the the feeling and the energy, it was it was like an adrenaline rush, and uh, I I knew at that point that I just I wanted to be a part of that, just to experience that. And um, at that point, I I started trying out for things, uh, and and that was that was when I got my first role, which was Annie of all things. Um, so a- after that, uh, when I when I did the first uh, solo for um, what was it on a tomorrow. It was the first time I had uh, performed it in front of the cast, and there was just this moment of, of silence, um, and then just an uproar of of clapping, and there was just that that heartbeat of of like the silence that like w- they were shocked to hear what I sounded like, mm-hmm. um, and I was just like, oh, was it bad? And then they just started clapping, and then it was just like, oh, okay, so this is good, um, mm-hmm. and then from there I just kept on going, and I ended up getting you know uh, training. I ended up going to a performing arts high school, um, and then I went to to university uh, as a music therapy major with a primary in voice and a secondary in bass clarinet and a minor in psychology. Wow. Oh, nice. Uh, so, do you do like voice therapy and stuff like that? Um, so, again, this is, this is the, uh, the, the turning point in my history uh, mm-hmm. was the car crash. Right. Um, so I, I wasn't able to pursue the career. Um, uh, I ended up with uh, a spinal, um, condition and, uh, uh fibromyalgia. Um, 
So uh, it was just a huge, huge uh, turning point in my life mm-hmm. um, where I basically had to to redetermine what my life was. Uh, coming coming at that point, I um, I also did equestrian. I did like uh, uh, English. Um, I I was in amp guard. I um, I was in university. I was in uh, marching band. I did drum corps. Um, I I just like I I had this philosophy that I didn't burn the candle at each end so much as getting a blowtorch and going through the center because it was just more efficient. Right. Um, <laughs> I didn't have you know I didn't have time off. Right. Um, I was fencing. I was in musicals. I was just doing so much. And then uh, the car crash happened, and it was just this giant halt of everything Mm -hmm. and um it became um relearning how how uh how to live and how to um how to find who i was and uh taking apart all of those things and finding my place uh in uh, amp guard was actually pretty crucial to that um i wasn't able to to fight the same way that i did i um actually then became really devoted into archery at that point mm-hmm. um and to the point of i'm uh now a paragon archer um and and then on top of that that's also when i started really getting into um the arts and sciences uh that's when i really started uh getting deep into the dragon path and in the garbing path and uh right i'm i'm a serpent now uh serpent knight now um and and uh, through master dragon and uh, now a lot of what I do is uh, is teaching. Um, I, I still do performing. I'm still able to do things like that. Um, I, I've also learned different ways of, of fighting as well and using things like uh, battlefield psychology and positioning and teamwork um, to where I'm also now a Paragon Antipaladin. Um, just being able to... Uh, see things through a different lens and mm-hmm. um and understanding how i can still perform things and still uh be able to do things even with the restrictions of uh my my disabilities uh so uh, that's that's been a huge thing and then um on top of that just being able to uh be a disability advocate in this game and also to to be available to others that have disabilities um to help them find their their way of uh, still being able to participate in this game. Uh, yeah, that was one of the things um, where I really got to know you more um, was going to your neurodivergency in AmpGuard talk. Um, and I thought you brought up a lot of great points. Uh, so feel free to use this platform to bring those up again. <laughs> Please. Yeah, I'm... Like that's the the weird thing for me is uh, I I do have a learning disability, um, so and that's uh, where my neurodivergence comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, so I this was you know I I was already dealing with disability things before the crash, right? Uh, so to have that type of disability and then to have a physical disability after that, right? Uh, it's kind of double duty, as it were. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that, from that experience and um, sort of uh how i've learned how to adapt to life um that's also given me the ability to to help others uh in their own personal struggles especially for those that uh have um have disabilities going into the game uh going where do i fit in how how can i do this um and knowing that there's a place for everyone um 
but also for those that also have those um those disabilities where it does come from from accidents and things that are sudden um, later on in life um to know that there's still a way to participate in this game and to play it and uh just the different tips and tricks and techniques uh, to be able to do so uh, safely and still having fun and, and being fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are some ways that we can make Amped Guard more accommodating uh, to people who um, are either neurodivergent or um, uh, differently abled physically? Um, I think communication and advocacy is is a giant thing. Um, making sure that, um, when folks do bring up concerns, um, especially if they are mobility based or, uh, or if they are learning based, right. Uh, if they're having struggles with, you know, reading a 72 page rule book, um, things like that, uh, which can be uh, quite a struggle for some, um, finding ways that, uh, you can show them how to do things and, um, making sure that uh, you are open and willing to find and uh, make accommodations for folks. Um, we we do a lot of things up here where uh, you have like non-fighting NPCs kind of things. Um, you have battle games where you have a neutral um, individual where like, uh, for instance, if, if I'm having like a really bad pain day and I can't take a hit, um, my park would allow me to play a neutral archer during the game. So what would happen is I'd basically be a turret and uh, no one could attack me, mm-hmm. but I would evenly place my shots where I would take a shot at this team, then I'd take a shot at this team. And it could also be used as a balancing me- uh, mechanism. Mm-hmm. So if one team is just absolutely trouncing the other team, I can start legging folks. I can start picking off like key players that... Um, are are really skewing the balance, um, but I can I can play around with uh, the balance of it as I'm going. I can just watch and observe and see um, where that needs to to happen. But having um, just the openness to be willing to find a role like that for somebody uh, that wants to participate, uh, but is having struggles in some manner, um, just trying to to be open-minded and um, work with the individual to figure out what they can and cannot do. Um, and then finding where you can fit them in, in uh, whatever the activity of the day is uh, so that they can be involved and be a part of the group. Yeah. So that's one of the things that I was interested in when you mentioned voice therapy is I have verbal dyslexia. Um, so I will misspeak all of the time. Um, and it's where I take parts of words and mix them together or um, I wholesale just like swap words in the sentence around, um, which makes spellcasting impossible for me in the game. Yeah. But then it also um, does some really funny moments like uh, I'm in a D&D group and my page Juniper um is playing a character named Fizz, and in my brain, I combined both of those words together, and I kept accidentally calling her Jizz the whole time. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so, uh, fun, fun things like that. Do you have any um, tips or tricks that might help me maybe learn the heal incantation <laughs> that I've been working on yeah, for a year and a yeah, half? Yeah, 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 <laughs> for sure. Um, so, 
uh, I don't know if you've ever seen it before, but uh, if you've ever seen football, um, a lot of the quarterbacks will have a, a sleeve on that has mm-hmm. a clear plastic uh, kind of section in it here. Okay. Um, you can wear those in AmpGuard. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get them at the dollar store. Um, things that are uh, like for sports uh, mm-hmm. jogging and things like that, right? Where you put your iPhone in. Yeah, uh, or whatever device you have, um, you can use those on your arm and put your uh, a cheat sheet in there, mm-hmm. and you can literally have it on you. You can actually read spells right on you uh, while you're casting, so you don't have to try to from memory try to be grabbing um, right your. So you don't have to try to just be like, oh gosh, what is it? Oh, uh, what's the word? Oh nope, I lost yeah. it. Right when you're dealing with adrenaline alone, right? Um, and you're dealing with sensory overload. Everyone's yelling. There's things being thrown, and you're getting hit, and everything's so chaotic around you. Uh, that alone is enough to trigger. Um, other things you could do is like lanyards, like um, right things like this. Mm-hmm. Anything with a clear thing, right? Um, it becomes waterproof as well, right? Mm-hmm. So you don't have to worry about your ink running and whatnot on your cheat sheets. Um, I've seen other people also, uh, uh, for those that have, like, shields and whatnot. Um, on the back of casting, the shield. You can literally just, like, have have a plate on there that has um, your your spells just right on it, right? Uh, you can have, like, a plastic thing that you just, like, slide stuff mm-hmm. in and out. Um, that's also a, a way that you can do it, just having a cheat sheet on you. Um, I would also say for... Uh, specifically something like your case, right? Um, a lot of these spells, folks know what they are. Um, if you mix a word here or there, it's still very clear what that spell is. Mm-hmm. If you're still saying the words, right, um, in, in, even if it is mixed up, right, um, talking with your your park officers and having that exemption mm-hmm. um, and so that you can have that accommodation. If there's uh, times where you do mix up those words, so long as you're getting the premise of it, you're getting as much as you can, um, what the spells are, the lengths of them, is really the time. It's the amount of time that uh, it takes for you to start it and end it. Um, And that's really the key of it. So if it's getting a little mixed up, right, if you have a specific disability where that's going to happen, um, there really isn't a reason why um, an officer... Uh, shouldn't be able to give you that accommodation. Uh, your your field mates should be okay with understanding that that's um, an actual disability that needs an accommodation. Um, you shouldn't have to be barred from from participation for something that's simple. Um, so it's it's again about um, making sure that you know the folks know that that's that's a concern um but also for for them to accommodate and make that arrangement so that you can participate in that manner yeah that makes sense i've just been rocking barbarian for the past two years so (laughs) that's an option too right uh when when you do have um struggles in in specific classes that have specific uh things to it um the the alternative to that is is finding a class uh, where your particular uh, impediments are not um, preventing you from playing that class. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Just kind uh, of exploring stuff and finding what fits best for you and what uh, you're most comfortable with. 
I always joke that I can play barbarian because I can count to seven. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all you need. That's it. You're good. That, that is it. So, <laughs> but like, I remember when I was first starting out, um, my park would would allow us to like just kind of say words that would about be equivalent to the time that it would take to say that spell and be like, yeah, you cast that spell. Good job. But like also, yeah, it's those types of accommodations. Yeah. Would you be able to get like a recorder and like label each of your spells that you're going to use and just be like this one (laughs) and just have it, have it uh, say it out loud for you. Be like, you just got, you just got owned with (laughs) some lightning buddy. I think it would be fun to like really flurb that up and be like a robot or whatever. Um, <laughs> See, I, I'm on a robot kick. Automaton. <laughs> I'm on a robot kick because uh, Mystic Glades founder mm-hmm. was. <laughs> I know I'm about to go off on a tangent. Mystic yep. Glades founder was uh, Snicker, Furfoot, and Calidor, and Snicker would dress up as a robot, and I just I just want to bring back robots to Ampgar. <laughs> That's not very medieval of you. Okay, it is an ancient warrior automaton. Yeah. Oh, okay. So. Okay, Doctor Who. <laughs> metal golem. What, what, what are you talking exactly, about? Exactly. <laughs> I'm a metal golem. It's fine. See, what I was thinking, if you wanted to like flare it up, like you could put it into like this old looking spell book that has like a face on it. Ooh. Yeah. And then Ooh. it's like the book is saying the spell at you. Like, just an idea. But, you know, there's definitely a lot of cool ways to go about it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, as long as it's allowed in the rules, I'm not sure if recordings of you saying spells in a calm environment so you can actually like read them off and get them off properly. Because if you have a dick Reeve being like, nah, you said that word wrong, brah, try again. And you just wasted that spell. Like, it's going to be shit. (laughs) Yeah, like I've, I've specifically heard people talking about like, um, in order to be a Paragon spellcaster, uh, you need to like have crisp, clear enunciation under duress, and you can't mix up your words, and you can't a- even like slur your speech a little bit as you're spellcasting. I'm like, <laughs> I don't think that's how life works for most people. <laughs> but you know, you just you just have to go and get a bachelor's of fine arts in acting, obviously, or communications. A- you could do communications. You could do communi- and in. <laughs> in order to get any paragon spellcaster obviously vidalia geez it's that easy just ask the amp that easy just get it just get a doctor it's fine (laughs) (laughs) why don't you just get a post doctorate f it fuck work harder vidalia (laughs) you're right i'm just not trying hard enough just walk on that broken leg vidalia you can do it Walk. you're not running come on now <laughs> i'm sorry i might have feelings right now <laughs> i think most of us do about this particular issue but yeah one of one of the things that you were talking about with the 72 page rule book um that i was interested in was you mentioned like working on an audiobook version of it um and i mean we have podcasting equipment so mm. hey. Hey. <laughs> and plus, who wouldn't want to hear our lovely velvety voices? Well, for I'm not reading pages. it out loud, so <laughs> I'll do it. I volunteer, but like every third word's gonna be like Bilbo. No, <laughs> <laughs> Bilbo the dog. Yes, for reference. That, that's that's my my son. 
Yeah, I'm, um, it's something that I've been very passionate about for a very long time, um, in creating, and it's, uh, there's a new rulebook set version, mm -hmm. um, that has been approved, but it hasn't come out yet, so I'm kind of just stuck waiting for that to be released for me to be able to actually do it, right, because I can't, um, I can't do a recording of uh, the current one because it's going to change. Right. Um, yeah. So there's there's no point in in, in producing that and, and sending that out uh, if it's going to immediately change any any day now. So mm -hmm. uh, that's basically what I'm waiting on is just the release of it. So as soon as that comes out, I can start uh, getting that getting that going. But that's definitely something that uh, I very much want to do, and uh, I'm I'm hoping that uh, can be done for V9 as well. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I loved that idea. I was like, audiobook, rulebook, perfect. <laughs> yeah, that'll that'll be a really great uh, tool. Is that the word that I'm looking for? Yeah, tool. yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think that it's it's also good because uh, it, it's not just folks that have disabilities that can benefit from such a thing, right? Mm -hmm. um, there's lots of folks that that don't have have the time or energy to just sit down and, and read 72 pages, right? Yeah. Um, right. Right, we're on podcast right now. Just uh, being able to just right, you're driving to work, you're you're going to the gym, you're uh, just walking your dog, you know, whatever the case might be. Just being able to put on a, a pair of headphones and just listen to the rule book uh, is just a, is a lot uh, far more accessible for just daily mundane life um, mm -hmm. to be able to to learn the rules and um, especially like also if you're running for office and things like that where you have to take a, a Reeves test mm -hmm. uh, even if you're not going out to to play the game right there's a lot of respects where you have to end up uh, learning and reading the rule book uh, and if the only way to do it is to read it um, right off the page that's going to inhibit a lot of uh, people from doing so so it's I think it would be useful uh, beyond disability as well so yeah Hopefully yeah. one day it'll be released and then I'll be able to actually uh, do the thing. But yeah, I'm, and hey, I'm then, hoping that that can happen. Then the spells will already be there and you just have to get the clips of whoever's reading it with the spells and just uh, make your spell list. Yes, I just, other I won't even have to say it out loud. <laughs> you other don't people. even have to use your own. <laughs> it'll already be there. But man, I'm just imagining somebody being like, about to step on the treadmill, hitting hitting play on their amp guard rule book and being like, yeah, these shield diameters really get me going here. <laughs> oh, oh, what if I were a bard that had like a big boom box that I would just press play on <laughs> yes! for my spells? <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. Now I'm just imagining like dueling bards, but it's just like my voice reading the same spells at each other. So it just sounds like I'm just yelling at both of them. Yes. I'm not even there. Yes. Yep. Perfect. It'll be good. See, you'll be at everybody's park. <laughs> the secret. It's the secret plan. It's just like I'm just gonna invade every park just through, through the <laughs> admiral podcast. here trying to be the most famous person in Amp Guard. <laughs> right now, I I could actually sign in at every park every week. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I was there. Yeah, I, was totally, I was totally in Texas yesterday. I was, that was, I, was fine. <laughs> I know for a fact I was playing Wizard in Texas yesterday. <laughs> Sorry, you could have heard, you must have heard me there. I, <laughs> I have this cool audio recording of me there casting spells. So. Yeah, did, did you not hear me there? Like, come on. Yeah. 
It was really weird because I was also apparently on the other side of the country also saying those same spells at the same time. It's it's crazy. Like, I was also... Wibbly, wobbly, timey-wimey stuff. It's fine. <laughs> Wizards have teleport. It's... Yep. Yeah. It's, it's yep. magic. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> we play a fine. medieval fantasy level. game. <laughs> what part of fantasy don't you understand? <laughs> All right. So... Um, aside from doing uh, disability advocacy, um, you've also been hosting a wide range of classes online. Uh, do you want to tell us about any of those? Yeah. Um, so I've started something called uh, Admirals Academia. Um, I do them biweekly uh, now. So essentially what I do is I teach on all sorts of um, amp guard topics. And um, it's, it's live streamed on Twitch. And then uh, it's uploaded to YouTube after, uh, so folks are able to uh, to watch them live and to interact, and they can ask me questions throughout. Uh, but also for those that, that aren't able to see it at the time, they can watch it uh, at a different time uh, at their leisure. Um, and they're 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 really in depth classes. Uh, a lot of them are like like two hour long lectures. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's just a lot of information there, and uh, I'm really really enjoying doing it uh teaching is is uh always been a huge passion for me um and uh just like the main reason why uh, i pursued knighthood um as i did uh was to be able to better facilitate uh my ability to teach so uh yeah this has been a huge huge project for me and uh uh is basically the the pandemic was uh what was the final uh tipping scale for, mm-hmm. for me to get into this uh in particular because I, I was always actually uh i was never great with uh doing things on camera before i i didn't really uh like my my husband does a whole lot of streaming and mm-hmm. uh that just didn't I, I didn't think i'd be able to to do something like that just like um not having an audience to talk to 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 see their reactions to see um just like how I'm trained in teaching is is uh, being able to to watch body language and uh, right. so I can see when somebody's um, perhaps losing interest or not understanding something or getting anxious or fidgety. Um, I'm I'm able to to essentially read the crowd and and see um, if I need to go over things again, be more clear, mm-hmm. um, or even just change the 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 tempo and pacing of my voice uh, to better facilitate. Uh, attention spans and things like that um but doing it in this way is actually very nerve-wracking um it's it's very hard because i i can't see um i can't see my students as i'm teaching um so that was just like uh i was just so very off on that i was just like oh gosh no that seems so terrible um especially somebody from like a performance background uh right very much right um needs the audience reactions to know uh if i'm doing the right things um so i i did a lot of my teaching in person and um then suddenly right the pandemic hits and uh there was at the time i was autocratting um paragon boot camp and uh that's when the the pandemic hit and at that point all the other parks and kingdoms were uh just canceling outright their events and um and knowing my my husband knew how to stream, I I went to him and I was like, like it, it was canceled. Literally, uh, the the facility shut down the week of the event. Oh no! Um, 
Yeah, it was the week of uh, when they were like, okay, so this is a pandemic and everything has to shut down. Um, and I was just, I was, I dug in my heels and I'm like, I'm not canceling this. <laughs> like, like I, there's got to be a way to do this still. Um, so I talked to my husband. I'm like, okay, list me all of the the, the tech options, the programs uh, that that I can teach through. Um, what what can actually be done? And um, he he ended up uh, showing me a whole bunch of stuff, and I, I was picking and choose between different methods, and we found this uh, essentially this really neat hack um, that he's able to create like out um, layouts. Um, for designs and things like that mm -hmm. um, and have it be a call on Discord and then he takes that image and puts it onto Twitch uh, so everyone else is seeing it on, on Twitch and can right. have multiple instructors at the same time mm -hmm. but the call itself is being run on Discord um, mm -hmm. so so that's how we did Paragon Bootcamp and uh, to my knowledge that was the the first online event uh, in Ampguard, uh, for like an actual parks like event, um, not just like some random uh, class lecture or, or class something or like that. Yeah. yeah, it was like the duchy of of Linagon's uh, coronation event was fully online, and that was the the first that that had happened. So um, after that, we just everything moved online, and and we started just um, increasing just uh, different methods of doing so, and um, different formats and things that we could do online and uh yeah the the kingdom of nine blades has been super super active from from day one um we just made everything shift over and now we do um featured park nights uh for all of the parks so we we're actually on discord uh monday through friday from six to ten um and then we have events on weekends uh, so for folks that teach classes or uh, run panels or um, for mid rains and coronations and things like that, uh, that's what the weekends are for. But uh, there are times where we're literally on there every single day. That's pretty cool. That's a lot of amp guard. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of amp guard. It's a lot of amp guard, but it's, it's a ton of fun. Yeah. It's been a huge way for us to, to stay connected and uh, motivated throughout this time. Yeah, do do you feel like you've been able to reach a much wider audience because of that? Oh gosh, yes. Uh for for sure. Um I've I've done like a lot of like private lessons and things like that um throughout the years uh but being able to teach uh such a wide range of individuals at the same time and and uh quite literally uh across AmpGuard Mm -hmm. uh is, is a pretty unique thing and it's uh yeah it's been this really fantastic experience uh so yeah i'm uh paragon bootcamp i'm autocratting again this year uh so that will be the the one year mark of of uh me moving and teaching online yeah so i'm pretty excited to to hit that milestone for, for myself yeah yeah nice um i really love how much AmpGuard has picked up online i've also been doing a large volume of classes either like locally at Radiant Valley. I think we had 13 panels, something like that. Um, <laughs> don't ask me questions. Uh, and then go I've done a couple kingdom like events. Um, mm -hmm. The, the issue that I'm having is like, I am a visual artist 
And so I'm trying to instruct people on how to draw things, but I can't see their paper. Um, <laughs> so I, I just feel like I'm kind of like drawing and then talking into the void. Um, so <laughs> but that's a lecture. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully they absorb something. Um, but that's one of the things that I've really loved about AmpGuard because I, um, I've always been like, uh, how do I do this applique thing? And then I look at the like calendar schedule and I'm like, oh, Runa's having an applique class at this time. And then I just go and I'm like, learn how to applique on Thursday nights or whatever. <laughs> um, and I feel like if we could just take, a f like make a Facebook group and just post the wealth of things that AmpGuard has made during the pandemic, like just this huge outpouring of teaching and creating and uh all of that and just like show it to the world that would be so cool to me um see at first i was like Vidalia just wants an amp guard trello trello board so that she can go to all the events but no 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 <laughs> amp guard wants to share uh, Vidalia wants to share the knowledge with the world over here this <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm down for that. <laughs> we we need an Amsgard scrapbook, but it's all online. <laughs> I feel like we can do that. Yeah. We'll just put it together through Google Slides, and then everybody can just share it. Mm. Mm -hmm. It'll work. It'll be so massive. <laughs> <laughs> the longest slideshow. <laughs> you just like open the file and your computer would crash. <laughs> it's fine. There's only 500 links here to all of the videos that were taken from all of the classes this past year. It's fine. Don't don't think about it. We do need an interkingdom calendar though because I keep missing things. Yeah. How, am, how am I supposed to keep up? Because now everything's online. I can go to all the kingdom events. That's true. And then, like, I went to three this weekend. And <laughs> Oh, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like a bad amp garter because I feel like I've just been ignoring everyone and haven't been to any action. I think that's also events? a valid response though. Like <laughs> I don't I don't do online learning well. Like I can't I can't even do like school school online. Like I can't mm. do it. I can't focus. It doesn't it doesn't function with my brain. My brain can go crazy. Well, I mean that's the thing, right? Um I'm also running a offline credit program for my kingdom right now. Mm -hmm. Um so essentially because right, we have uh so much Discord AmpGuard. Um, we we have all sorts of resources for folks to still be participating in AmpGuard uh, online. But there are a lot of folks uh, for right, for whatever reason, um, some of them being accessibility issues, um, where they are unable to do um, online AmpGuard. And uh, so there's there's things you can do uh, in the comfort of your own home uh, that are still AmpGuard related that uh, you can still participate in uh, so that you can still feel uh, connected with the community and still feel that you are making progress uh, and still being involved uh, even though uh, you're not able to be online or you're not able to be at a park day. Um, doing things like tell work, um, doing things like crafting and mm -hmm. Even planning uh, future events in battle games and quests and all sorts of things like that. Um, there's there's definitely ways to still uh, keep motivated and still keep improving and stay uh, involved. Uh, where again, right? I, I actually uh, I I taught a, a class. Uh, I, I want to say this past month um, through Admirals Academia, <laughs> of course, um, on uh, online accessibility. Um, and just like the different things for for folks that are doing 
stuff online um, to understand uh, what are our triggers and um, ways that uh, moderators and admins and uh, autocrats and officers can make sure that uh, folks are are able to participate and uh, that it is accessible in those spaces. Because uh, yeah. there's lots of times where there's things like um, like feedback and echoes and um, mm-hmm. background music, where or um, or even just sound clicking of a keyboard. Um, there's tools for for moderators to be able to uh, essentially like force mute and things like that, uh, server mute. Yeah. Uh, in those moments, you can use push to talk, right? Uh, where you don't have uh, the background noise always happening. There's lots of different uh, techniques and different uh, formats um, where folks can can actually be able to participate, and they're not inhibited by uh, by any sort of um, disability they might have. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think my issue is mainly surrounding like in the beginning I had hope that we were going to start again soon. So I crafted like a madman and like made entirely new garb cuz like I really want that paragon monk. So I finally made good monk garb. Um and then like and then I went through the summer and I was busy with my job because I work as a raft guide in the summer. Um so I was incredibly busy because everybody went outdoors because they had to cancel all of their overseas trips or a lot of their even in-country trips. And so they're like, let's go to Gatlinburg because they've decided to open early because Tennessee is dumb. Um, yeah. In case anybody didn't know, we're kind of dumb here. Well, we were South. we were number one for a while. And by that, I mean number one COVID cases worldwide. Yep. So. <laughs> oh, wow. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so oh, everybody boy. everybody piled into to Gatlinburg, Tennessee, and then they saw the rafting. So they came to uh, the tiny town of Hartford and came rafting with us, and we broke our record for number of people put down the Pigeon River daily. Um, which wow. until during a global pandemic. During a global pandemic, like, oh. and my bosses were That's doing rough. the best that they could. Uh, they were. We had mandatory masks on the bus, but we couldn't have mandatory masks on the rafts because that's a really great way to drown. Um, so <laughs> we were we were doing the best that we could and keeping. We were taking like two buses when we normally would have only taken one, and it was just it was pure madness. And so I was working crazy hours and just being so busy and so exhausted because raft guiding is hard. And then with being with my feet being wet all the time, they got diseased basically. So, so what I'm hearing is burnout. You had burnout, Kwan. mega burnout for life. And so then every, I see everybody like playing Guard online, and then here in Tennessee and in Alabama and a couple of places they're playing in person. And I'm like over here like crying and like I'm never gonna be able to go back to Guard because I have asthma. So I can't until until everybody's willing to get mostly vaccinated and or wear masks while we're playing, I can't risk being around these crazy amp guards that amp guarders that are out here without masks. I'm vaccinated. <laughs> One C, hurry up. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I couldn't get into any of the trials because of asthma. Uh, they were only looking for healthy individuals in the vaccine uh, trials. See, I got in, Cabbage and I both got into the vaccine trials in September and October is when we had our first and second doses. So we've been inoculated since then <laughs> i feel like i just went on a really bad tangent about my life and i'm sorry it's for, okay kwan over there it's for a, a minute we're no, it's, a, it's all good this is the kwan show now 
This it's a pandemic. Hot. We're all lonely. We're all just out here trying to make a connection. <laughs> I just want to hug well, people it's again. What's about? I know, right? It's, <laughs> it's rough. It's a rough time. It's like I'm so. I think the biggest touch. Yeah, starved. yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I, I think the biggest thing is like I, I have asthma too, so I, I totally yeah. know how you feel there. Um, I, I think the biggest thing to understand is uh, that this is not the new normal, mm-hmm. uh, and that this is not going to last forever. Um, it's a moment in time and all moments pass. Um, so I, I think it's it's important to um, kind of live in the moment, um, figure out what you can handle day to day, not looking too far out and, and worrying about, oh, I'm going to miss this later on. I'm going to miss this. Oh, by this, I'm going to miss this. I'm going to miss this. Um, it just literally just go day by day and, and make like a checklist for yourself and seeing like what you want to accomplish in a single day and not worry about um, any sort of future things, the weeks and months and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of, uh, again, just like understand that um, it, it's not always going to be this way. And once we get there, we're not going to even like be phased by, by the memory of this. Um, I, I was, I was going over this thing where, uh, imagine like the, the sickest you've ever been, um, the last time you had a stomach flu, um, and in that moment you feel that it's going to last forever and that, uh, it's going to be so long being in that horrible, um, existing moment, um, but then it passes and looking back, how often do you think of the last time you had the flu? Uh, how how many times do you just stop everything and ruminate on the last time you had the flu and what that felt like? Um, I think this just this time, just like any other um, trial and tribulation you go through in your life, is a moment in just focusing on uh, time itself passing, knowing um, that we're going to get through this and then it's going to be a memory. Um, there's going to be things that will um, impact us absolutely for those of us that have uh, lost friends and loved ones for sure the, that will always be a mark and something that will stay with you um, but if you are so fortunate to make it out the other side of this um, being able to move on with your life and uh, look forward to the things that come in the future and not to to hold on to the past and and the negative aspects of this time. Yeah. Thank you for the free pandemic therapy. <laughs> Anytime. I'm here. <laughs> Putting that uh, psychology major to good use. So. Welcome to the WAP <laughs> therapy hour. We're your hosts. I'm so sorry. It just happens. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I've never done that before. I, I also have a psychology degree. I don't know. Mm. Mm. Art. I went to college for art. Yeah. <laughs> I draw real pretty pictures, guys. <laughs> no, I've, I've got a double major biopsych. Um, <laughs> oh, nice. And, uh, Brutal. I, <laughs> yeah, no, it was funny. Oh, gosh. It's it's so hysterical because all the psych majors were like, how do you do biology? And I'm like, it's really easy. I don't know what's wrong with you. And half the biology majors are like, how are you doing psychology? I'm like, it's, it's really easy. I don't know what's wrong with you. I don't know why my brain works for biology and psychology, but it does. I got lucky. Really um, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's really lucky that I have a brain that functions most of the time. 
Um, anyways, AmpGuard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's get we'll, out of the therapy. We'll, we'll circle back around to AmpGuard. I'll, I'll stop got talking time. about myself now. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be impressive too. So, what are speaking of the pandemic? We'll just stay on that. Actually, we'll look beyond it. What are some things that you're looking forward to when parks can safely reopen again? I I miss battle gaming. I miss questing. Um, I'm a gigantic flurb. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm really fortunate that my, my kingdom, uh, runs quests every Thursday. Um, so that's been amazing to be able to, to still roleplay. Um, but, uh, there's, there's definitely something missing from the, the physical, um, attributes to, to roleplay, being able to just, you know, dress up your character and walk around and mm-hmm. physically do actions. Um, I miss that terribly. Um, so very much that. Um, I'm looking forward to that. Um, I'm looking forward to eventing again. Uh, just those big, uh, those big gigantic events where you know you watch the sunrise together. Um, <laughs> you you know you're doing bardics at the campfire till the sun rises, and mm-hmm. very next day you're out battle gaming again, right? Um, just being able to be in that atmosphere around uh, your friends and. Uh, the family you chose, right? Um, right. I miss it. I miss it a lot. So that's one of the things for me that I haven't gotten to experience yet. It's like a real fireside bardic. My first bardic was online. It was actually at Nine Blades. Um, hey. Yeah. And so they had like this atmosphere going where they made it like seem fireside or whatever and it was so cool to like watch all of those performances through discord um but I, i'm a little baby i've only been playing AmpGuard for two years and one of those years has been a global pandemic um oh no <laughs> did i did i not make you go to the bardic at symposium to sing disney with me no i didn't oh, i didn't go i'm disappointed i'm sorry we were beating each other with sticks and i'm a stick jock <laughs> I like beauty people. <laughs> bye bye. Uh. Okay. We're, we're from Radiant Valley. We hit people but, with sticks. But come on, Vidalia. <laughs> Getting drunk off your fucking ass and singing Disney as loud as you can so you don't have a voice the next day. It's the best part of Ampgar. I have a confession Plus, to make. Really. <laughs> I have a confession to make. I'm worried. I don't mm-hmm. like Disney. <gasps> I know. I'm sorry. You've broken <laughs> my heart. I don't I don't know if we can do this anymore, Vidalia. <laughs> Oh, it's nice when you can buy. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, podcast I, over. <laughs> and that's when we called it quits. Like, Friendship I'm, over. <laughs> like, geez, Vitalia, oh, I'm sad. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm about to book a tattoo for, for, uh, for, for Disney. a Disney tattoo. Well, it's going to be a Disney Spirited Away crossover. It's, it's not awesome. like I hate Disney. Like, I'm not, I don't despise it or anything. It's just, I also don't like musicals. My page is so disappointed in me. Cabbage <sighs> loves musicals. He like c- can sing Hamilton in his sleep or something. And well, I guess I'm gonna have to take <laughs> Cabbage to the the off Broadway things that come to Knoxville. No, <laughs> <laughs> Vidalia, I'm not mad. I'm just, just disappointed. disappointed. I know. Yeah. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> you can call me Dad if you want to. But I liked Bardic's, and that those were musical in nature. All right, I'm bringing my trumpet next time we're doing. This. <laughs> no, I, 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 I don't like musicals. I don't. 
okay so i listen to metal i like like death growling and being angry um but (laughs) so like angry i was surprised listening to the bardic because my uh, fiddles dragged me to the bardics um Mm -hmm. and so i didn't think i would like it um and i showed up and i really 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 enjoyed it so I I'm looking forward to having them like in person where I can sing along. I got to learn a song. And, uh. <laughs> and now I'm surprised fiddles didn't drag you to the arts and science. <laughs> Cause that's normally how I find out that the Bardic has started. Cause fiddles is in the, in the feast hall going Quan the Bardic and drags me outside. <laughs> and I'm like, what is okay. We're singing the old dun cow again. Here we go. Yeah. There's really nothing that compares to just like the in-person one around roaring fire. Mm-hmm. In the middle of the night and going right? nothing but the stars to light you know yeah it's pretty and the god pretty drastic difference godsy yeah. bardics are amazing i don't know any drinking songs or sea shanties or i don't know any of that you'll have to teach me <laughs> okay there is one that i've been wanting to to do anyway so we'll we'll just learn it together it'll be fine do you have any recommendations for songs to learn Oh gosh, uh, sea shanties are always good. Like there's, oh gosh, they're all good. <laughs> um, I I so I love sea shanties. Um, I actually did a, a admiral right paper on yeah. <laughs> I mean, like I think I, I'm contractually obligated to, to like sea shanties. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I I did a whole paper on uh, sea shanties and folksal songs. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's always been a, a big thing for me. Uh, they're they're easy to sing. Um, and a lot of people know them, so uh, generally speaking, they're they're a pretty good one to to get uh, mm-hmm. just get associated with kind of the feel of them. Um, I'll be back. <laughs> You're fine. Yeah, you, it's you... a it's a good uh, warm up, a good uh, getting into that whole bardic scene. Yeah. Um, so what? Okay, so I've been working on. Um, bardics but i'm i can't sing i can death growl but doing that you know um what is it where you don't have accompaniment acapella death growling acapella is not it's not aesthetic uh so (laughs) um an acquired taste (laughs) yeah uh so what i've been doing instead is i'm working on a stand-up comedy routine um that's all like amphigard themes um and one of the things that we do at my home park, Radiant Valley, is like we all, we're all, I would describe our relationship as like mean older brother. Um, so we're all like making fun of each other. But if anyone like shit talks my little brother, like they're going to get it, right? Like that's that's our relationship, I would say. Um, so like we dunk on each other all the time, but you know, no one dunks on my little brother over there, right? Um <clears throat> And so my stand-up routine is I'm going to teach people uh, like how to insult their friends correctly. Uh, <laughs> uh, and so like I have little roasts for all of the like Winter's Edge nights and stuff like that. Um, that's what I'm doing instead of singing. So I'm going to take that's a dagger. fantastic, actually. I'm going to take a dagger and like pretend it's a microphone. Oh my gosh. Do yes. that thing on yes. stage where I'm like... Hey, Winter's Edge, what a wonderful kingdom, what a wonderful kingdom. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just it was so good! It. Yes! Yes, I wholeheartedly support this. 
do the do the i just flew in from knoxville and man are my arms tired <laughs> <laughs> yeah that kind of thing yeah yeah good stuff <laughs> yeah because um, i mean i've seen like lots of bardic's performance is that are like reading poetry or uh doing singing and i can't do either of those so <laughs> we're just gonna get you a forensics class i th- i thought about um because i used to work in a lab doing uh like analysis on stuff and we would do these lead tests and um you would add different you know chemicals to the water um, to get your final product and like as you would shake it it would change colors so like walking people through the different steps like a little alchemy thing oh, put the science back in a and s but yes oh that would be so cool especially around like a real fire bardic doing the different chemicals that change the fire colors the, the problem is um it involves chloroform which i could not bring <laughs> to an event site so. yeah. <laughs> as long Probably. as you hide it <laughs> Nobody has to know that you have chloroform. Well, can't have <laughs> <laughs> it's my fault. I'm sorry. So I know you do lots of performances. Uh, tell me about those. Paint a word oh, picture for me. <laughs> do you who still has, get who the has, jitters? Who has never been to an in-person party. Oh, gosh. Um, uh, so jitters, yes. Um, yeah, no, I always get those butterflies. Um, but... Going to the scientific thing, fit. Uh, what is this? It's adrenaline. Um, a lot of folks uh, tend to uh, to not quite understand uh, the the physical reaction that your body has to that sort of stimulus. Um, so what what folks are experiencing is adrenaline. It's the thing that's going to uh, make you start breathing faster, your your heart's going to be pumping faster, uh, you, you might start shaking, right? Uh, you might get so uh, overwhelmed that you're rocking, that you're, uh, you're breathing heavy, you're rushing your words, right? Everything mm-hmm. is just going, going, going. Um, but what it is, is it's an adrenaline rush. Um, so uh, side, side tip on that, um, you can trigger it ahead of time, uh, so that your body gets used to the feeling, uh, so that it's not just hitting you when you walk out on onto stage um, or in front of the judges or what the case might be. Um, so you can actually trigger the adrenaline uh, beforehand, so that you have time to adjust. Um, so there's there's different like like physical ways that you can you can do that. Um, I what I like to do myself is I go open palm and I will hit this part of my chest here, mm-hmm. right, um, or I'll hit the side of my thigh. Um, and just kind of shake it out, uh, bounce a bit, run a bit. Um, but yeah, just even so much as just hitting, it will sort of trigger that, uh, that adrenaline to start going. Uh, and it just, you give your time yourself time to just, uh, adjust. And Mm -hmm. when it feels like, okay, I, this feels like a normal thing, then you go out and you don't have that sort of, uh, that, kind of fear response uh, that the folks kind of equate that to. One of the tips that I've heard about, um, this was given to me about like professional athletes, um, performance anxiety and stuff like that was you can take your, uh, you, you tense up everything, right? And you like hold your breath for a few seconds and you take your thumb and you squeeze it really hard. And then as you let go of your thumb, you 
relax everything. And you don't do this like before you go on stage. You like do this uh, for weeks coming up to the event, right? Um, and then you eventually Pavlov yourself basically into as you let go of that thumb and relax, you like naturally uh, relax and um, it calms down your anxiety or whatever as a way to like manage performance anxiety or even like anxiety attacks in general. Um, you can kind of just like train yourself to have that physical stimulus and then relax. That's what yeah, I would say. There's, there's a million ways you can do it. There's, it's very yeah. much a uh, personal preference. What works best for, for you, for sure. Mm -hmm. I personally love, um, love the idea of messing with my lizard brain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, what I've also heard is that, uh, especially in people who are neurodivergent and they stem or rock back and forth or whatever, um, that's a way of like self-regulating uh, that adrenal system. And so what I've even told my friends who aren't neurodivergent and they're like having anxiety or whatever, um, is that like you can jump it out and like shake it out and stuff like how you how you see people stem and that helps yep. regulate your adrenal system. Um, so that's one of the things that you can do as well. For sure. Um, oh, I didn't actually answer your question. Sorry. Um, so the types of performances uh, that I tend to do, um, I do like musicals. I do personal like musicals. Um, I'm sorry. I've wounded you. I know <laughs> you've wounded us all. Oh, <laughs> Um, I, I really like to do things that are character driven, um, that you can really just like dive into. Uh, I do a, a lot of Shakespeare stuff. Um, I do musical theater. I do, uh, very classical operatic things even. Um, I'm mm -hmm. just sort of all over the place with stuff. Um, but I've, I also do, um, a lot of acting things. I've, I've run a lot of like, uh, Commedia dell'arte shows, mm -hmm. things like that. Um. So it's, uh, my history is mostly just uh, doing essentially small productions um, where they can be done for like feast entertainment and things like that, um, as well as uh, I'm, I'm very heavy into the, uh, the uh, competition scene. So I do uh, performances for, for bardic competitions as well. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, the, the most like uh, over the top thing I ever did was... Uh, condensing uh into the woods into a 10 minute show um where i played the witch that was just like <laughs> whole a whole nine yards into a, a 10 minute production that's amazing yeah, that's <laughs> that's insane and so terrifying did you just like super quickly sing the songs or did you just condense the entire musical into like one song so um Basically, the, the the secret of Into the Woods is that there's a full, complete show in the first act. Uh, you can literally stop at act one, and that's it. Um, if you've ever heard of um, junior shows, it's uh, where they'll have a musical and they will do a shortened down version of it mm -hmm. uh, for, for like middle schools and things like that. So they don't have to do a three-act you know, musical. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, Into the Woods Jr. is literally just the first act, and it's a full, complete thing. Um, so basically what I did was uh, I centered the, the, the story uh, on the witch itself. So it was just her story. Um, so I had um, 
I had uh, the the witch's rap um, that she does in the first act, which is like the introduction to her. Um, and then um, I had some uh, narration dialogue to fill in some holes. And then I did um, Stay With Me, which was the solo that she did with uh, Rapunzel. And then um, finishing up with, again, um, narration to kind of fill in the blanks of the story and um, doing like uh, walk by things mm-hmm. uh like mimicking things as the narration is going yeah. uh sort of explaining but yeah i was able to to get condense like a whole story uh start to finish in, in about a 10 minute block that's yeah, awesome like probably 10 15 minutes somewhere on there yeah that yeah. does sound really cool and amazing yeah. um you said that you do entertainment at feast is that like a common tradition for your now kingdom or because we don't uh no. <laughs> um, so, uh, I, I was... Nine Blades used to be the Northern Empire, and the Northern Empire used to be in the Kingdom of Golden Vale. So, uh, when I was big into doing these uh, these feast productions, it was for the Kingdom of Golden Vale. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the Kingdom of the Nine Blades members going to those uh, things... Um, so basically, it would be like like really big events like uh, like Great Eastern Fury and things like that. Um, yeah, I would I would work with the autocrat and um, basically request a block of time, and uh, I would basically again right you have your ten to fifteen minute uh, shows essentially uh, that you can do in small blocks, um, like twenty minutes tops. I want to say, um, but like just. A small condensed block you have a full show and just um so it's long enough that it's entertaining fills time uh but isn't uh too long and it doesn't lose interest and doesn't impede court and things like that mm-hmm. it basically is the it's a good amount of chunk where uh it's it's feasting entertainment it's stuff that folks can can watch and be entertained by while they're eating so that there isn't that weird silence well everyone's you know food in their mouth and whatnot, right? <laughs> See, um, that that seems way better than what Winter's Edge does during Feast. What do we do during Feast? Edge. We just eat, right? Because <laughs> during Feast, it seems like everybody's trying to play play the assassin game and kill the uh. crown, which means <laughs> that the crown has a lot of trouble eating. Uh, so, do you remember yeah, our last sense. episode uh, with Arco and Fiddles? Mm-hmm. And they were talking about how Arco accidentally saved fiddles from being poisoned mm-hmm, mm-hmm. by eating the vegetable plate. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I tried to poison cabbage at our last event, mm-hmm. um, online event, obviously. And uh, I had set up like a little snack tray for him for coronation. And like I, I had a wine bottle uh, that was filled with flavored water because he doesn't drink. Um, he doesn't drink wine, brother. Mm-hmm. And it, it underneath was like masking tape and it said poison on the bottom. And that way when he lifted it up to drink on camera, it would clearly say poison to the event um, people watching. (laughs) Um, But then last minute he ended up, he was like, Oh, I'm going to have coronation at flows so we can use our podcasting equipment and stuff like that. And I was like, no. And so (laughs) then then I, I called Teflon and I'm like, Teflon, Teflon, you have to poison cabbage. And he's like, what are you on about? And I'm like, you have to kill your brother. (laughs) (laughs) And so he was going to do it. Experience thing. (laughs) 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 They're they're belt brothers. Um, 
Teflon is a squire and Cabbage is a man at arms in the same belt line, right? I mean, and was it was Teffy regent at that point too? So like it would make sense him trying to poison the king to move up the ladder. He um it was at this last one, so he would have been coronated or whatever as our guildmaster Reeve. Yeah. yeah, and I was KPM and so I was I was trying to poison the king and it would be funny. Haha. Um <laughs> But my plans were foiled. Alas, I am a terrible villain. So <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> we'll work on it. Though at the um, mid-reign event, um, we have an assassin named Z, and uh, our champion at that time was Heralder, and he was like, no one is going to kill anyone at this event because it's all online. At least the king is safe. And he didn't know that I was sitting like at my desk with an assassin hidden underneath my desk that I snuck into my house specifically to kill the king. Um. <laughs> An assassin that is his girlfriend. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, uh, I didn't kill the king. I hired an assassin to kill the king. Totally different. Totally different. So you, uh, you, uh, oh, what's the word? Oh, I conspired. No, I was trying to figure out the word that's like when you when you off put it onto like somebody else. Like when we move jobs from this country, that's the buck. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> that's that's not the. I don't think that's the awesome. word. Anyway, I have one last event where cabbage is king, and I gotta plan something big. So <laughs> I want to help. We gotta Make figure sure you out. See this video though. <laughs> <laughs> what if i rig oh I mean, uh, no you're totally <laughs> safe you should totally just go about your day and, no, and drink, no. consume anything that happens here to be cabbage you. has this fine. totally well, regular pbr it's i was thinking about rigging some sort of like um brube goldberg trap in his office where <laughs> like a like i don't know like i make a boulder on a string and it swings down when he opens the door and it kills him <laughs> and it, it just drops a full bag of small throwies <laughs> light throwies yeah we're, something we're gonna like need that to get uh what thunderbush in on this because mm, he's mm-hmm. got like all those little throwies if you have any suggestions uh please th- send them to winter's edge uh, pm at gmail.com uh so <laughs> you want to send it to the official pm gmail Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, this is that's why I never want to be PM again. <laughs> I don't yeah, want to see the, the closest I ever got to, to nonsense uh with assassination stuff was uh as the like the court guard was uh preventing everyone from bringing in weapons uh to the feasting area and I uh I was wearing a giant hoop skirt mm-hmm. and it was like a caged hoop skirt, so there's like, mm-hmm. you know, um, lots of openings inside, and I I tied a dagger inside of my hoop because I knew they weren't going to search it. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and it, yeah, and they're just like, there was a moment where they're like, "Do you have something under there?" Right? And I literally just like lifted up like probably a foot up. I'm like, do you see it? Like, like are you gonna look? Like, what are you like trying to get in here or something? Get out of here! <laughs> yeah, it's like beat him off with a like that's oh, fine yeah and then i i ended up uh going to the kitchen i i removed it from my hoop and i hit it like in a cupboard <laughs> yeah just like but i could be like just like nope i legitimately have nothing on me i'm just like 
Yeah, it was just getting it in was all I cared about. It was just because like it was just like just to see if I could. I didn't even I didn't even murder anyone, but I just like <laughs> wanted to know if I could actually sneak one in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just have to know if I can do it. Yeah, because <laughs> you feel so yeah. powerful. <laughs> we we. Well, yeah, it was, it was I, funny when I just like walked out with it, and they were like, "How did you <laughs> like?" <laughs> I I always try to help. You didn't me. stop me. Wow, you're bad at your job. Sir. <laughs> <laughs> this is on you. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I can't be blamed. I was left on super flex. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just found it mm-hmm. right out of my skirt. Did, who knew? Just so big catches things. It's, so if it's their job to find the weapons we're trying to sneak in, it's our job to sneak in the weapons, right? Exactly. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. so <laughs> next time we're just going to tape a bunch of daggers under all the tables. See, what I was thinking yeah. is um, specifically at like the symposium site or whatever, mm-hmm. you just put them, like tape them to the bathroom stall mm-hmm. doors mm-hmm. inside and then mm-hmm. you just... <laughs> Hopefully the future crown guard isn't listening to this. But if it's if the future crown guard is the dead weights, we have nothing to worry about. Mm. All right, so I mean, There's nothing to be concerned with here. We're <laughs> totally not plotting at all and uh, that will totally not happen. Wink, wink, wink. <laughs> you just right. have to make it really, really stupidly obvious if the dead weights are the next crown guard because we will have to then RP like, nah, everything looks good there. <laughs> like it's taped obviously under your shirt sleeve. Like you just obviously so have a dagger. So <laughs> 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 This is fine. <laughs> Like I the, didn't know that you guys were expecting. Yeah, yeah, we're totally expecting. It's a man, you know. It's you have the little, like the small throwies lined up like abs underneath <laughs> your shirt. <laughs> it's like you use like an entire roll of duct tape to tape a dagger onto your back and you're just like trying to sneak around like, no, yeah, no, this is, I can't wait for feast. So <laughs> I feel like this is a good way to segue. Um, silly ants guard stories. Let's hear them. <laughs> Gosh, um, silly amp guard stories. <gasps> we so many. Where to go? Um, okay, so uh, I was I was an NPC once uh, where mm-hmm. I was playing a kitsune, and uh, all I was given uh, as uh, motivation and instruction in this quest was that uh, if they asked for it. Um, and they, they knew what to say to hand over this, like, it was like an ice ball. It was just like a mm-hmm. sock with a, a pool noodle in it. Just hand over this orb uh, if, if they specifically ask you in this way. Um, and otherwise be mischievous. Okay. That's all I got. So it's like three hour quest. Uh, that's all I had to go on. <laughs> mm. At some point I will hand over this orb and otherwise do whatever. Um, so there was a point where... Um, where uh, this individual Elgin comes to me and uh, uh, demanding whatever uh, information I have. And um, he specifically wanted to know a way to kill this giant lion creature. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I told him uh, that there was a relic and that he needed to go find the shiny shine that's shiny. And <laughs> I pointed to the woods. I go, bring me back the shiny shine the shiny. And uh, and he goes and he gathers his his uh, his mates and he goes to the woods and epically goes off into the woods and I'm just like there's nothing there I (laughs) it's really a red herring Uh, that I I 
like, even this orb thing is not gonna, like, that's not what it's for, it's not gonna do anything with this lion creature, um, and, and, uh, there was nothing in the woods, there was nothing there, um, so I just fed him to the woods for no reason, and, uh, <laughs> then he comes back with, uh, this metallic, uh, silver bl- deflated balloon, oh, no. and he goes, is this the shiny shine that's shiny? <laughs> <laughs> that's it! And he goes, come mates, to the lion, and epically goes to the lion, and goes before the lion, and goes, ha, and raises this deflated (laughs) balloon in front of the lion. The lion tilts his head and swings siege and murders him. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, I immediately jumped into camouflage as he then uh, very angrily came back to murder me. (laughs) That's a beautiful story. That's that's fantastic. Um, it does make me think of uh, the first time that I went to Crystal and Chronicles CC, which was um, our kingdom's like open world uh, role play typey event, um, and we were night questing, and there was lots of things in the woods. There was like little dungeons and all these little puzzles and coins and nonsense. But there was also these NPC fighters, and there was like a group of these three guys from the from the Seraphim, and they're supposed to be lizard people, and they have like these Dollar Tree, uh, like dinosaur hats on, and like you can hear them coming. Like I'm sneaking about in the woods because I didn't bring a light because I didn't realize I was supposed to bring a light with me, because um, this was still within like my first two years of being in the game, and I'm still very new and trying my best. <laughs> And I'm trying to sneaky sneak in the woods, and I just hear them being like, fuck, what sound does a lizard make? They're like, I don't know. And they just go, because <laughs> they eventually heard me stomping around in the dark. So they're like, ah, oh, a player. And I'm like, I don't think that's the sound a lizard makes, guys. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm going to run away now. Bye, lizard people. <laughs> I said out loud because I was like, I don't want to fight three guys in the dark right now. That's fair. That's <laughs> yeah. a big mood. <laughs> and I'm I'm really bad at RP guys. If if uh Admiral's Aca- Academia has a has a class on RP, I'm going to have to go and find it cuz I'm so bad. I do. <laughs> Perfect. Cuz I I don't know anything like Well, the link uh will be in the description below. So Perfect. feel free to check all of those out. All of them. Yes. Do you have Much a story by Dahlia? <laughs> Do I have a silly story about <laughs> role playing? Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> I have gotten to um, be like an NPC monster thing one time. Because um, once again, I played for a year and then we went into pandemic. Um, <laughs> and I was Grilla. You were there when I was Grilla. Was I? Yeah, it was when I was like the frost troll who stole the children. And there was a deer, Bucky the deer. <gasps> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That I wasn't was... part of the quest, but there was a a real deer showed Bucky. up in the middle of our castle siege. And every... <laughs> and now he lives there. Yeah, now he lives there. Yeah. Um, he likes to watch us do the wax. Okay, so <laughs> to get completely <laughs> off topic again, Sir Duffer, who builds castles in his backyard and lets <laughs> us play there, <laughs> like actual castles that with archery towers that you can stand in and yep. stuff. Um, a little bit scary to stand in. He's like a, a druid man, and 
<laughs> he keeps yeah. like he's got like piggies and goats. goats. <laughs> um. Anyway, and he tamed probably a, a wild deer. <laughs> There's probably a bird in that beard somewhere. I bet you. <laughs> that was a lot of bees. I'm sorry. Um. But yeah. So we uh, did like a Christmas themed <laughs> um, event. And I played Grilla, who is this frost troll in Icelandic folklore um, that steals children and eats them if they're naughty. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like the female version of Krampus, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and she has sons that are the Yule lads um, that are kind of like, they're kind of like mischievous fae creatures that like prank people and stuff. Um, they're named after things like door slammer or spoon licker. Like they just do weird <laughs> pranks. <laughs> um, and I was playing Grilla. And so I was dressed up in like this ice themed armor. And um, it was also my first time using magic ever. And I couldn't remember how to throw a spell ball. But it turned out fine. Um, <laughs> but uh, so I kidnap all the children. And uh, Sir Duffer has these big like metal cages that we put them in. <laughs> like real children real metal cages and <laughs> i almost put a, made a really bad political <laughs> i'm sorry um and then uh i was doing my best like wicked witch of the west voice and like taunting these children in the cages and like taking my dagger and like poking at them or whatever and one of the <laughs> one of the little girls is like vitalia you're being too scary and you have to stop <laughs> And oh, I was wait. like, oh, okay, we'll just play games then. <laughs> and so, like, I would cry. Uh, yeah, I did make children <laughs> cry. Um, <laughs> but, like, I would turn around and I would be like, let's play I Spy with the kids. And then when people would come up to my Ice Fortress, I'd be like, Wah, I'm Gorilla. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> <laughs> so that's my funny role playing story because that's the only one I got. So. <laughs> I'm sad. I think I was late to that event, so I think I missed all of that. Yeah, I think you did miss the actual like quest part. Yeah. You just did the battle game I stuff. I just did the battle game stuff and got scared on the archery tower using throwies. Yeah, I thought your eyeball like popped out or something. Oh yeah, no, that was that was <laughs> always a fun time. Um, Quan got hit in the face with an arrow. You were fine though, right? Yeah, like, no, I was. I was. You just fine. got dirt in your eye. My my yeah, no, it got dirt on my contact. <laughs> But so I had to take it out and like spit on it. <laughs> but what I heard <laughs> was she said. Quan is bleeding. Someone get water oh, no. so we can wash out out their eye. And uh, <laughs> so I sprint all the way from the castle to my car and like pull out like all of my crap that's in my car yep. um, and grab like my first aid kit in a <laughs> water bottle and sprint all the way back to the event site and like i get there and i'm like out of breath and i'm like is quan okay are they blind and like (laughs) um they were fine and they were like fidelio what is wrong with you and i was like someone said that quan's eye was bleeding (laughs) oh gosh nope nope my my face (laughs) is just a magnet for things though like yeah you get hit in the face with a lot of pole arms yeah a lot of pole arms i was I was knocked out. It's by our height. Yep. Ah, oh, that makes so much and sense. I got a black eye from an arrow at my first Gotzi because it hit my sunglasses. Oh. So it gave me a black Ooh. eye. I was also used to wear a necklace when I fought and it hit the necklace. So it bruised my chest too. These were some very not nice arrows is what I've also decided. Or maybe I'm just pale and bruised easily. I think. Yeah, it's no, I'm, 
I'm I've gonna, been there. I've been there. I'm going to um, blame the arrows, though. Yeah, I... So, okay. So... Favorite ant guard bruises. <laughs> oh. Oh, God. Oh, God. Um, so... Um, I think my worst hits, um... One, I, uh... I took a surprise, um... Frozen polearm to the groin <gasps> and ended up having um, a hernia surgery because of it. Oh, uh, yeah, and, and I mean, quite literally, surprise! I was at my car pulling my gear out, and they went surprise and stabbed me. Oh no! no. In the parking lot, we were not playing. Uh, they just were like pranking me. Oh, I just, God. I bet they yeah. felt so that bad. Was... That oh, sucks. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Definitely, we're not expecting uh, to cause somebody to have surgery, so yeah, it's a little, it's yeah. a bit of a thing. Um, but I also didn't know at the time uh, that it was a hernia. Hmm. Um, uh, for some reason, um, like I, I didn't, I didn't feel, uh, I didn't realize what was happening at the time. It was the next day I was really feeling it, and I'm explaining like my symptoms to my mom. And uh, she's had a million kidney stones. Uh, so she's like, oh, it's a kidney stone. That's, that's a kidney stone. Mm-hmm. Um, because of, like, the location and stuff. And uh, so I was like, oh, okay, well, what do I need to do for that? I just need to, like, you know, uh, drink a bunch and keep active and stuff. Okay, cool. So I'm going to go to this fencing tournament then. Um, oh, and no. then a 12-hour fencing tournament uh, with a hernia in my groin. No. Uh, thinking that it's a kidney stone and that I'd be helping it by just doing this tournament. Um, and I was in the hospital the next day. Oh, no. Uh, so that was, that's how I realized that had happened. Um, so that was, that was a thing. That's um, crazy. <laughs> other things uh, have been arrow related. Um, mm-hmm. I, uh, I was once in a company battle where um, it was, it was militia. So there were bows and uh, somebody like full jaw point blanked me in the jaw and popped my jaw in the socket and I uh like passed out like I just like it was like a glass jaw moment and uh yeah I just woke up on the ground and uh then we couldn't get my jaw back in so I had to go to the hospital for that uh so that was fun um (laughs) and then the other one was an I one um it was actually uh in the very beginning of um my relationship uh, with my husband, um, we were at Great Eastern at the time. We were still at the Penzik site, so they had this big uh, wooden castle, and uh, we were our team was on the the the, uh, the attack, so we had to get into the castle. Um, but this thing is just like a facade. There's nothing around the sides. You can just walk in from the sides, and everyone's just trying to get through through the center door where everyone's just getting stabbed with pole arms. And I'm like, I. I'm not going to go into that grinder. That's a terrible idea. So I'm like, well, mm-hmm. I'm going to go around the side. If anyone wants to join me, cool. <laughs> uh, but for some reason, they didn't think that we would do that. Uh, mm-hmm. For whatever reason. Uh, right. So I I came in through the side with, with this small army with me. <laughs> and uh, there was a guy that had a, a full pound recurve. Uh, he, he's got it at full draw, pointed at the door. Uh, and then he sees me and turns and let's go of it and uh right in the eye oh, oh, no. point blank shots and a hold is called at this point um uh Wunjo is in the front offense um he said that he he ran to the back instinctively knowing it would be me 
and it was. <laughs> um, but yeah, there, there's uh, there's a picture of it um, where I've got like an ice pack over my eye, and people are like holding my gear, and I'm just like, <laughs> like, with, like thumbs up, just like yeah, it was just it was so ridiculous. Yeah. Um, it's... Yeah. There's also like this really. I think the other weird eye story was uh, th- there was somebody who had this great weapon. And mm-hmm. it came to, like, a point at the top for some reason. Like, one of the sides came to an angle. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how it was legal, yeah. uh, but it was there. And, um, yeah, he just, like, murdered Strike and, and hit me Ooh. in the face, in the eye. And um, and then he starts, like, apologizing. And, and I'm just like, hey, man, it's, it's okay. It's all good, right? Like, this is, this is a combat game. I'm, like, expecting mm-hmm. to get random bad hits here and there. He's like, no, no, it wasn't an accident. It was instinct. And I was like, what? okay, yeah, maybe you should sit down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just like, I was just going like, oh, no, man, it was an accident. It's all good. No worries. And like, no, it was instinct. And I was just like, oh, oh God. in that case, yeah, maybe maybe you should take a Yeah, maybe up. think about. <laughs> cool yeah, yeah, cool maybe, off there, buddy. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> take a beat. Take a beat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, was like, I think those are my random horror stories for bad hits. Nice. Mm. Yeah, no, I definitely have gotten quite a few bruises, mainly from, like, cross-gaming. Yeah, dag weapons people. are dense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember, like, I think I was just coming back into fighting after my knee surgery. And um, there was this cross-gamer there. And I was like, okay, I've got to prove I can take a hit again. But I didn't <laughs> oh, realize no. that he was a cross-gamer, so I thought it was just Ampguard Swords but I was still going to take the hits. And then I got home that day and took off my shirt to jump in the shower. And like my entire side was purple except Ooh. for where my belt was at. Oh no! <laughs> and I was like, ha, maybe I shouldn't have taken those hits <laughs> <laughs> or fought somebody else. Brutal. <laughs> I don't know if I have many injury stories. Uh, I got a concussion once. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just an accident. I got punched in the face. <laughs> Someone was using a dagger and like being really flirty and skipping around. And uh, they went, Vidalia, behind you. And I turned as he was swinging. So I turned like point blank into his dagger as he punched the side of my face. Um, and I got a concussion. But it wasn't that bad. It was just like a little mild one. Um, that same that same player, though, passes out at our park. And you were talking about like funny injury photos or whatever um he's got a fainting disorder or something Mm -hmm. and so he's passed out and we're just like weekend at bernie's like (laughs) holding his peace sign up as he's like full unconscious (laughs) (laughs) we're not bad people we swear yeah his his parents they're like yeah he's fine he just passes out sometimes and so (laughs) And he's also an adult, and he's just like, I pass out sometimes. It's fine. I'll come back in, like, a few seconds. And so we just, you know, peace. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, I, oh, I totally forgot. Yeah, I um, I also have been concussed in the game, uh, but mine was uh, the point of a recurve bow. Oh, no. Um, yeah, it hit me in the temple. Oh. Um, yeah, I was I was fighting this other archer, and um, we we ended up breaking each other's bows, and I I uh, tossed mine down, but he held on to his, and then we started just uh, dueling, uh, and in 
the flurry of, of hits, uh, the bottom of his bow ended up getting whacked, so the top of it came and smacked me in the temple. Oh, no. Um, yeah. Then I just, like, have no memory from that point to me just being at my base. Mm-hmm. Uh, they said that I just, like, just very calmly and quietly just walked back. And I'm just, like, <laughs> and I'm just, like there, I'm like, I don't know how I got here. <laughs> yeah. See, I have a really bad problem where anytime I feel like I'm going to pass out or I hit my head too hard or anything like that, um, my first impulse is not to sit down or like fetal position or reduce my fall at all. My first impulse is to stand up just like immediately, (laughs) just like whatever the worst (laughs) (laughs) response is. And so a lot of times I'll be like, oh, I'm feeling dizzy. And then I just stand up and eat shit. (laughs) (laughs) See... Oftentimes, my pain response is to get angry, mm. and that's also not good, because after I get hurt once, I'm like, I'm just going to beat everybody into the ground now, and then I'm like, wait, no, 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 <laughs> back it up, because all of them will beat you into the ground, because you're way easier to beat into the ground than most of these people. Oh, you're fine at fighting. I don't know. I've still got to get a lot back after my knee surgery, and then the pandemic hit, and I, <laughs> I need it's to just make practice. a pill. It's just yeah. opening up. I need to figure out how to get in because I I know how to get in for martial arts, but I don't know how to get in with swords. Mm. Oh, like in fighting? Yeah. Yeah, like I'm a great in fighter with my feet, but with my hands, I know much less. So I'm going to have to work on that. Anyways. um, Yeah, for those of us like with shorter stature, um, (laughs) the... The one advantage that we have um, is in fighting, right? Uh, a lot of folks that have uh, much longer range than us, right? They're going to try to control distance and keep you at a point to where it's easy for them to take a hit, but you mm-hmm. are just going to whiff underneath them, right? Yeah. Um, so if you just do a, a quick, essentially a quick sprint in, mm-hmm. um, you just basically um, if you push their weapon out and you move in, Mm-hmm. Um, they have a hard time um, being able to like they'll be like squished in with their arms if they're mm-hmm. trying to like infight you they're probably going to try to like wrap around you Yeah. Um, but you'll you'll have sort of an advantage with the infighting if you can get in tight so where uh, you have a good distance and control with your arms mm-hmm. and uh, you can you know block and, and strike at a distance that's comfortable for you, yeah. that's going to be uncomfortable for them where they're going to be uh, trying to squish in or trying to, to wrap around yeah. uh, because they're in a distance that all of a sudden is like really uncomfortable for them. So yeah, yeah, my, yeah. my advice for that is just get in close where it is uncomfortable for them and convenient for you. Yeah. And it's like, I understand that theory, but I can't seem to do it. Just be aggressive. Huh. Aggressive. Huh. <laughs> I don't know how to be aggressive with foam in my hand. What? That's also, if you're ever fighting a, a, a polearm, uh, ride and slide. Yeah, I that's, am that's the polearm. That's true. Ron <laughs> plays pole. Po- pole is my my first and favorite weapon. I your glaive. I, it's a Waldo. Wow. Everybody's like, is that a Naginata or something like that? And I'm like, nope. It's a Korean Waldo. Um, it was the first. Okay, so. It- so tip on that. Um, so I, when I'm doing anti-paladin, my mm-hmm. main thing is is pull. Um, what I do is I have a small punch shield in my in my one hand mm-hmm. uh, with pull, 
And then I have a dagger hanging from my wrist mm-hmm. on the other end. Mm-hmm. So if somebody rides, uh, does a ride inside of my pole, I can just flick my wrist, drop um, on one side, and hit them. So mm. they will come to my dagger and I will just stab them. Oh. So there's not enough time to either let go or try to pull back or retreat. Yeah. Uh, having something that's tiny and close, um, they'll, they will not be expecting it. And all of a sudden they'll be too close and won't be able to actually deal with it. Especially if they're, uh, trying to hold the pin, the pull out mm-hmm. yeah. and then they're, they're open up and you're just like, yeah. <laughs> that's brilliant. I've been trying to figure out how to hold a dagger while holding my stupid pole arm for years. That's great. I've never thought about just putting it on my fucking wrist. What an idiot. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. I love it. Um, Is that a good spot to end or do we need to? I mean, do you have any other cool advice for fighting or think? I can't think of anything. You do Paragon Boot Camp. Tell me how I can get this Paragon Monk that I've been trying for since I started this game in 2014. Uh, Come to Paragon Boot Camp. (laughs) All right. Um, Check off. Yeah, honestly, um, a lot of stuff that we're going to go over um, in Paragon Bootcamp, uh, we're going to be going over uh, magic, uh, missile, and melee. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be going over teamwork, um, health and safety. We'll be going over reaving and color and things like that. Um, we're also going to have open coaching. Um, on, on day one, we're going to have uh, just a bunch of uh, Paragons available that you can do one-on-one coaching with, mm-hmm. uh, that they can work with you and figure out what your uh, play style is and what works best for you and give you tips and advice on, on different types of drills and um, uh, different uh, ways of uh, strategically using your gear and your abilities. Uh, so I, I would definitely advise coming to that. Um, just going to... Drop, Come drop, do the thing. Drop the link below. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, I, I'd say um, uh, class embodiment is big. Um, mm-hmm. Being recognizable as your class. Um, if if you're paragoning uh, one particular class, uh, I definitely advise um, being pretty strict to playing that class. Uh, if you're changing your class like every other game, um, it'll be hard to to have that sort of brand recognition with you. Um, right? Uh, having your garb be suited to that class uh, can help with that sort of visual aspect. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like to say that it should be, uh, you should be able to walk on a field with no sash and everyone know what you're playing, uh, being that recognizable to that class and your, your gear set up in your garb. Mm-hmm. Um, and that sort of reputation, uh, but other than that, um, having having gear selection um, and use of it that's going to be best suited to your playstyle yeah. um, and uh, have most effect with uh, the particular abilities that you're going to have and strategic use of those abilities, uh, knowing when best to use them, uh, when to hold off, and um, and then also just understanding your role on a team um, mm-hmm. and uh, focus on the game objective and uh, how uh, to communicate with your team uh, during that whole process. So random tips. <laughs> so no when to hold them and no when to fold them. Um, <laughs> now I've got my to-do list. Uh, maybe some of our no listeners. Want to walk away. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You said hold somewhere in there and that's all my brain would say for the next five minutes. And I was like, me all the time. this is, Same this is all the time. This is what we're doing now. Um, 
Well, now I've got my to-do list. Uh, I hope some other people have their to-do list. Vidalia might have a to-do list and has taken notes. So I did take notes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's... Yeah. So um, just a quick recap. All of the um, class links and we'll have a link to like the dates for the hey everyone thanks for Aragon. listening if you like what uh, you heard camp, be sure to subscribe camp. to our podcast um, on youtube or spotify to get notified about new episodes that we make sure to follow us on facebook uh, for announcements and more links um will be in the description below uh so go check out all of that cool stuff mm-hmm. um thank you so much for coming on with us admiral we really Bye. appreciated it <laughs> it's and it's been fun yeah, I'm so glad that I got to fangirl in person. So <laughs> thank you. It has been my honor and my pleasure. Thank you so very much. Awesome.